ready, Jane? I'm ready. Okay. Unda para yachin. Go to the in to the she. Pack to the kyung to the chu. <laughs> we are we ever gonna get tired of that? No. Oh, I was thinking maybe like next season. Oh, you are thinking. Up, what? How? We'll how? See. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. So mm, I love you know, how you're a forward thinker. Fresh. Oh. <laughs> I'm I not forward thinking at all. <laughs> I'm like so. Actually, speaking of not forward thinking, mm-hmm. my God. So my kids and I were talking, and he was like, Gavin was telling me, um, so yeah, we don't have school Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, oh, why don't we have school Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> you already know where this is going, because it's Thanksgiving, Mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. I thought I Thanksgiving was next next week. I wish, but it's next week it's coming on fast we have no school the entire week why why we don't need them to be out of school why why just give give them thanksgiving i want them in school i'm telling you i already had a crazy day for veterans day on friday then they're off of school again for an entire week i was like oh thanksgiving's not till thursday why you gotta be off tuesday what Mm. i don't need that you know i don't need that i had no i had no idea jane that yeah. it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that mom. I know. It's okay. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? No. Oh. Is, do you do it at your house? Thankfully, no. My friend takes it on. Oh, she, you guys do Thanksgiving. All of her, well, she hosts all of her family. They all fly into town, and Thanksgiving is their um, family holiday. And then we get to just tag along. So we do potluck Kristen, style. what are you worried about? I still have to cook. Well, oh, you have to bring your own? It's oh, like yeah. a potluck situation? Yeah, yeah. What are you going to make? Kitchen. Um, I usually do mac and cheese and like oh. a veg dish. So I'll do Brussels sprouts. Oh. You saw my comment on your post the other day, right? About she, what? Jane was oh, rolling the up post. the kimbaps. And I was like, <sighs> I was just watching it. I'm like, this is the mom I want it to be. I want it to be that mom. Well, you were, and you volunteered that for um, cultural day or something. You know what? <sighs> yeah, I have thoughts about multicultural night. I really do. Tell me. On the one hand, it's great to share your culture, right? I'm proud of it. I'd happily do that. I'm happy to feed people. On the other hand, it feels like such a heavy lift for people of color. Yes. (laughs) And being one of a handful, being involved and engaged, I feel like I have to volunteer. Yeah, And I happily do it, Mm. but it's also, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like, okay, if I do it, then, you know, other people will see and other people will feel compelled to contribute and do it too. But I have to first make that move. Yeah. You feel an obligation to your Mm -hmm. culture. And and then it becomes not like a fun thing. It becomes a burden. Uh And I had a friend ask me, Jane, how do you guys do this at your school? Because it's such a hot topic at my school. And like, I get it. It's a hot topic. How, how, how is it a hot topic? Because it's the idea that, um, Eurocentric people or white families can show up and show up without, you know, and it depends, right? In my community, it's everybody will show up and bring something and happy to share their European roots, which is wonderful right but in other other school districts and other states um where perhaps it's majority um people of color it's all (laughs) the the labor and ask is 
is on those Big families, on them. right? And it's usually a potluck, so it's volunteer families who um, do that out of their own means, and so it feels a, a lot like um, people are being asked to educate on their culture, and we're not. Not everybody's an expert. I'm in so their culture. so glad you shared this story with me because our kids' school had multicultural night, and we went empty-handed. Good, <laughs> you are. You're breaking and stereotypes. I felt so and much guilt because there was no don't. Korean table. You want to talk about guilt? Um, a mom came up to my table and started asking me all these questions about South Korea. I don't know much about South Korea. How big is South Korea? How many people live? And I'm like, we just came back from there. But though I'm not, you're not the spokesperson. You're just here trying right? to enjoy it's like, multicultural okay, I'm night. I'm there to meet relatives. I'm there to show my kids yeah. where their grandparents came yeah. from. And I'm here to sh- share with you um, some kimbap and yeah. an activity that's a I Korean traditional so... game. And I felt guilty. I'm like, why am I feel? Why do I feel guilty for not having the information at hand for your pleasure? And the way she was looking at me, Ellen. Was I don't it, know wait, this woman. Was I it a never white met woman? this woman. Was it a white woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was just the oddest thing to ask. The entitlement. Right away. The, the entitlement. The entitlement to the information as if I'm Wikipedia. Yeah. And then I felt guilty, Ellen, because I was like, oh, shit. I didn't do my homework. I did not have these facts in my head to share with these people. Right. You're not, but you're not, you're not there to educate them. You're just, and you're, yeah. And okay. I, to the positive, it was a wonderful night. It was the first time, first year we brought it back since the pandemic. Mm. And I think people were craving that connection and it was a great night to just get to know people informally. Right. And it wasn't a fundraising night, nothing, but, um, it was a PTA sponsored event. Mm. Um, it was, Oh, and and don't even get me started on the unpaid labor part. Yeah, of moms. Yes, yes. I'm you telling because it was all moms. This moms is really making good, it happen Jane. For entire damn school. This is really good, Jane, because um, we are on the opposite spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You pull your way. Meanwhile, I'm on the other end. I do nothing. I'm I, trying to get to where you are. I, no, I no. am trying. But you know what? This is this is a great example of. Um, when people see on Instagram, you see like, but you know what? To be fair, you are still, you inspire me. You inspire me. I know you said, Ellen, after you come to my house and you get to know me, yeah. all the um, like the rose colored glass exactly. will break down. Yeah. It has not. <laughs> In fact, I'm like, wow, I'm more, she, she is people. She is the mom that we all dream of being. You are that mom. I, but, but, but I will say this is so good in relation to the fact that the other day, other day I was yeah. looking at Instagram, watching you roll oh, these yeah. things and I'm like, she is <laughs> such a good mom. And Ellen, I feel it's like. It's for the content. It's for the content. I I'm know, like, if I'm going to do this, you, then I'm going to get something out of I it. I know, but you're actually doing the work. Okay, as much as you say it is just content, yeah. whatever. I know, I've i tasted your kimbap, bitch, it's good. <laughs> like, and she makes, like, such good kimbap. So I'm sitting in my bed. I'm like, with my disastrous hair, I'm like, my, my kids deserve better. And then you're telling me now, like, the reality of yeah. how stressed you were. It was it was stressful. And how, like, 
and I and and it gives me so much like context now because mm-hmm. we went to multicultural night and yeah. I felt so bad because there I was shocked that there there were like five Indian tables. Yeah but not a single Korean table. And I was like, sure. oh my God, I thought we had the Korean boom. And there's so many Korean people in my kid's school. Yeah. I was shocked there was no table. All the oh, Korean moms good for were them. like me. <laughs> good for them. Nobody. And, yeah. And and so it's complicated. And there's a lot of nuance, right? Yeah. But also, if you ever want to make white women feel uncomfortable, just invite them to multicultural night. Whew, that And that's probably why she was asking you so many questions because she was like, I got to look involved. I got to look like I care. I got to ask all the things so that I am that good white person. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you, it made me feel weird. And thankfully, all the interactions for the rest of the night were just pleasant and and The kimbap was so good. It was it was good. It was it was gone. There were we have a lot of families who are from Korea because we're next to the University of Washington. So there's oh, a lot of postdocs yes. and people who do who come for three years, five years, you know. And so every year there's a batch of new Korean families. And wow. I think for them the experience they they certainly have a different lens than than we as Korean Americans. Yeah. So I think for them and their children, it was really important to come and see, hey, you know, there's a piece of um, your culture and home here too in this foreign place. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it, w- it was wonderful to meet those families and talk, speak to them in Korean. And sometimes you, sometimes you forget living here for so long and being American. You forget that when you see another Korean family, that they don't have your same experience. Yeah, especially They're if they just got here. To yeah. hear you speak Korean because mm. they don't expect it. Yeah, right. Um, but then once you have that interaction and that connect- connection, there's um, there's a bond there. So next right. time I see them in front of the school, I can, you know, inza or Aww. say hi. And it feels, there's that familiarity. And it's in my broken, I was telling my husband, I'm like, oh, I think I'm doing so well speaking to them in Korean. And then my, um, and then I'll get caught up. And that's so interesting. Cause I feel, out. yeah, I feel like your Korean's so good. I would never think of it as broken. It's like, you know, when you're trying to um, ride a bike and you're going and going, yeah, yeah, you stutter. Like little uh-huh, stutter here uh-huh, and there. And kind of like stumble over words. Mm. But, um, I told myself, I'll, I'll get over it, you know, like. <laughs> but do you think that, see, the the trouble is, and we, we hit on this quite often, you can't have it all. No. You <laughs> cannot have it all. And so we have to be you okay could, with it. You, yeah. Okay. You just have to find, see, I don't do anything mm-hmm. for the PTA. <laughs> I don't do anything for the school. My kids frequently ask me, mom, how come you never volunteer? I'm like. You know, I like to make sure other people have the opportunity first. <laughs> but I just I just yeah. don't want. And even my husband volunteers more than me. Uh-huh. He loves doing like he loves he goes to the field trips. Mm-hmm. He does dad. Do you guys have uh, donuts with dad? We don't do that, but yeah. that's amazing. I was like, wow, you go you. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like a shit parent. But I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I can I can handle that. <laughs> Free yourself. I can of that handle guilt. feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. But Jane, I have what is your vice? Like I've noticed mm-hmm. in our friendship, I'm the drinker. Mm-hmm. I'm the overeater. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have so many ways to de-stress yeah. which are not good. 
I mean, I'm. It's a miracle I'm not an alcoholic. Uh huh. Um, because I love alcohol. Um, and I love when when I get stressed out. If I just sit there and eat lamian over rice with kim and kimchi, I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, my serotonin bursts. Like, but you, I've never seen you overeat, overindulge in anything. What is your vice? I I think my vice is just laziness, like not. Like not wanting to do anything. Yeah, because that's not even advice. No, no, no. I mean, you just shut that, down. Yeah, you shut yeah, down. Yes, yeah. I did sense that. Yeah, it's hard for me when I'm because you go 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 to, go go go, and then you just get to a point where you're like, shut down. I disconnect. Yeah, I disconnect. I online shop. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food yeah. used to do it for me, but not anymore because um, food doesn't. It, it's so expensive. It's all of my effort. I have to go and get it. Mm, but <laughs> you know I, what I mean? You know, I could just eat pop. Yeah, I can with eat that. With fried kimchi uh-huh. and egg uh-huh. and kim. <laughs> just look at me. Just just thinking about food makes me happy. Man, I, I love fruit, but I don't even eat fruit <sighs> because I have to cut it myself. You I'll do it for my fruit. kids. Wow. But it's too hard now. You really don't want to do shit. That's, yeah, that's, that's my what, that's your, you real, you're tired. You're so, oh, so goddamn tired. Having, well, yesterday was a crazy day leading up to multicultural night. Um, but Bennett has online class, Korean class. Oh, wow. And the teachers are talking about emotions. Every lesson is like they're conversational and they learn a little bit of Hangul. And she said, um, Oh, 엄마 방에 있어요? Is your mom in the room? 엄마 어때 보여요? Like, 행복해 보여요? Does she look happy? 아니면 슬퍼 보여요? Does she look sad? Or 피곤해 보여요? Tired? Then it's like, 피곤해 보여요. <laughs> And I'm rolling the kimbap. I'm right across from him rolling the kimbap. And I look at him. Well, I, I was smiling at him. Why don't you tell her I'm cooking for you right oh, now? I was smiling at him, hoping he would say, She looks happy. <laughs> I'd be your own kids, I man. Couldn't, I couldn't fool him. Oh. He was like, <laughs> And I'm thinking, do I really? I thought I'm. And that's, I think that's my vice is um, hiding, putting up a front. Oh, you know, mm. I think and you will. Pride get... is my vice. Pride oh. is my vice because I don't. I'm. I'm. Yeah. It, wow. It's hard for me to admit. I'll, you... I shouldn't say like, "Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired." But it's hard for me to say or acknowledge I need help or acknowledge I'm not going to get to that today or acknowledge. It's okay if wow. I can't I'm do the that opposite. Today. I'm like I am fucking tired. <laughs> I'm not gonna accomplish anything today, and it's okay. I'm just gonna. This is who I am now. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're gonna I'm trying to get to where you are. Ah, uh, you know. Um, but we did. I I will tell you, there is a moment where I felt like we actually did have it all, and it was our live show. On eleven eleven, mm-hmm. I on day. Jane. Rarely do I ever. So I, whenever I do a show, comedy show, uh, I always go over in my head like, mm, I mess, I stuttered a little bit here, I stumbled a little bit over. There. I get very, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, but I have also over this last forties. When you enter forties, Jane, you'll know. I mean, I think you will 
just get so tired to a point where you're just like gonna let go without yeah. even meaning to. Yeah. But that's where I'm at now. And I used to be such a fucking perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I used to criticize myself over like a comedy show, like, oh, if I had just said it, like word choices, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, our live show recording mm-hmm. party slash happening, whatever we wanna call it, um, I looked back on it and I thought, Wow. It exceeded my expectations. Wow. Did it not for you? Do you say that a lot about your shows? No, never. I mean, sometimes I say like, that went as good as it could have. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I will be happy with that. Yeah. But our show, except one thing that I wanted to ask you, and I, so the girls made me have tequila right before the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> these two girls I don't know where they came from they I made don't know you. them they were like okay I, <laughs> mm, I I have I swore off tequila in college <laughs> remember I don't I think I told you the story when I smelled yeah. tequila tears streamed down my face uh-huh. just the smell of it because I did tequila so mm-hmm. hard and so, um, but I had like made a promise to myself if anybody offers to buy me a drink uh-huh. that night I will have it that night okay. because for Sarah like to get people to buy drinks more at her shop, right? And I was like, okay, tequila. Anyways, uh, but I was I was fine. And then, but I I worried because when I become on stage persona, mm-hmm. I do get louder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, and naturally, in all my shows, yeah. I just I just turn on, right? And I I think you and I do this, but uh-huh. we haven't done a live show together. Sure. So I was like, oh my god, I hope I didn't talk over you like that. I got no, loud. I think your your energy is what we needed that night because, to be honest, I was a little bit stressed because my husband Ben was stuck in traffic the entire yeah, time we were recording, yeah. and he had the clock and. You know, the, the way my mind works is I just want to make sure that the audience is having yeah, a, a good great time. night. Okay. And I want us to be pros at what we do. And I think we were. Yes. But in my mind, I'm thinking I need this, this, and this to ensure that happens. And Ben had the clock that we were going to keep on the floor ah. to make sure we were moving from segment to segment. So I'm, so I had all those thoughts in your head, in my head. And I think it was great that you were. Um, loosened up and bringing the high energy and live. What I was thinking was, okay, live is Ellen's jam. Okay, and commanding the audience. So I worried that maybe like I do recall yeah. you saying like I had f- I had five questions, but I thought that was part of the comedy. Oh, yeah. Okay, it was. okay, okay. It was. So I was like, I had five questions, Ellen, and um, <laughs> you just like ran over them. <laughs> so I was like. I think she was joking, and I think we were on the same page. And yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I was also having Brie keep time from me. Did yes, you notice that? I did notice that, but I realized I'm never looking at her. Yeah. So I felt bad for asking her to keep yeah. time for us. And actually, what was dumb was that I didn't actually ask her to give me a signal. So I didn't uh-huh. know when we, I was like trying to and make eye contact with her. Us, yeah. Kind of like this. Yeah. So then once we got see. into rhythm, yeah. I saw what time we were at and we marked exactly like an hour. And that's why I had ma- my phone. Cause my phone, it always shows the yeah. time. Yeah. And I had it, I think next to my, um, feet yeah. on my left side. And I, I would glance at it a couple of times. Yeah. But I think all the feedback that I heard from my friends was they really, really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, 
And that that's just, that's what I wanted. Yeah. You know, and then if it was anything more than that, which I did hear was, you know, it was such... It was such a good atmosphere to be among other Korean American women, women, um, and there were other Asian American women yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. But it just felt very um, a night for our community. Absolutely, and yeah. that's why I wasn't nervous at good. all because even though we didn't know every single person, it we felt really like did I not. Know, it felt like I knew everybody. You know what I yes. mean? Because we everybody was home. connected to us some way or somehow. Yeah. Either they follow us on Instagram or TikTok yeah. or friends of friends, um, you know. So, and I met a lot of people who um, had been following us for years. I was actually shocked because... Um, I thought that I would see, I kind of had the, op- I mean, I thought I would see a lot of familiar faces. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wow, these are a lot of people I don't know. Yeah. Actually, you know the two guys, are they your friends, the husband? I mean, there were a row of wives. Yeah. And then the They're two husbands. They were friends' husbands, yeah. I hope they had, I was like. Oh, they loved it. <laughs> they loved it. I roasted one of the yeah. guys and he literally did one of these things. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like a woman would. <laughs> but they I was were, like, um, I don't, I forget which order they were sitting, but they yeah, are the friends, guy with the hat. Sean and Robin. Robin, I think they both were wearing hats, no? Oh, um. One had glasses well, Sean, and one kind of, Sean, okay. okay. I, um, I saw him. What did I say to him? And he was just like trying to turn around like, you're here. I see you. Don't even try to hide from yeah. me. And he was just like. <laughs> yeah, but his they came all was the so way funny. from Bothell and Linwood, and they were, I mean, they came so early. They said they left the house at, like, four. Oh, they, yeah. they're your friends. Yeah. They were so cute. Yeah. I loved, here's, I've been doing, what, comedy for, like, ten years, and I, I've told you this before, a lot of comics go to open mics to mm-hmm. test their material. I stopped. And some people think that's, like, oh my God, how can you as a comic stop doing open mics? Because my audience is never there. Yeah. When open mics are usually typically Wednesday, Thursday nights, random nights at like 8 p.m. No Korean American woman, mother, Asian American woman that's got a job and kids is going to come out on one of those nights. And that's my target audience. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why would I test material on white bros? You know what I mean? It's a really bad Of course it's not going to hit, right? But that night, when I saw this room filled Mm -hmm. with women that look like us, Mm -hmm. women that um, have, you know, all the weight that just enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. and carrying around drinks and smiling and like, oh, my God, like I felt I felt like we were truly giving a gift. Yes. And it really it was such a good feeling of um, worlds colliding. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Ellen's sister-in-law and like Ellen's friend. Oh, that's right. My sister-in-law these are my came. Friends, and these are my friends from my neighborhood. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody meeting each other. Yeah. Um, that part was so great. Um, I did not expect that our gift, our swag bags would not be enough. But oh. they weren't enough. <laughs> well, and then that was what they weren't enough. Like there, we didn't. Ha- there was yeah, more people. There were more people. More, more than fifty people, and we ha- we sold fifty tickets. And apparently, yeah. But I had these swag bags. People left behind. Oh, you that, did. And I was like, 
I thought we didn't have enough. And Let I don't me get know a if book they just then, forgot. Because I wanted the do-over Suzanne Parks Oh, book. I have it for okay, you. I have good. it for you. So, yes, yes, I yes. I almost ordered it because I, oh, like, I didn't get one. It's a fun read. I'm, we, and even the swag bags, the way we were able to pull from our community, they were mm. all Korean-American. Like, even um, Little Saints mocktail. Oh, okay. Maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CBD uh, mocktails are not where Korean-Americans have pioneered. So... <laughs> Um, no, not that one, but everything else was Korean American author, Korean American uh, skincare, mm-hmm. Korean Asian American, Asian American, um, Wild Wonder. Oh, Asian yeah. American. Mm-hmm. Okay, drink. Like it just felt. And at Osan. Osan, of course. That was, uh, I hadn't, I know that you and I had discussed um, what, like, why we wanted to do it at Osan, but I didn't actually. I don't know if I told you, told you that Sarah's like having a hard time. It's hard to yeah, be a you, restaurant I mean, Keep a restaurant today. doors open. Yeah, and not so, to mention here in Pioneer Square in Seattle. And so I, I really wanted to end the night with everyone feeling the energy mm-hmm. and um, urging them to keep Olsen in their hearts mm-hmm. and like try to come out here and support this business mm-hmm. like our own. Yeah. So, so I kind of, I, I know that I kind of took over in that moment yeah. and I was like, Oh, I hope Jane knows that it wasn't just like me being loud. It was, uh, just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. people support her. Mm-hmm. And as Korean American women, like she's my Dongseng. She's like yeah. a decade younger than me. And I'm just so proud of her the way I am proud of you. She's amazing. Sarah, yeah, is amazing. It's such hard work. I know, but you can tell that there's passion there. Yeah, and um, the way that you know she was talking about how growing up she was made to feel like never Korean enough. Enough, and mm-hmm. I felt I hoped that a little bit of that was healed. That I night. I think so. The way I could truly see in Sarah, like this is a dream come true Mm -hmm. like this night having her people rally behind her and Mm -hmm. support her for um oh my god you know what i wish that i had said yeah and there was there's always like after a show always always. i should have said this i did want to talk to um about you know because sarah mentioned the bad review she got yes (laughs) i wanted to mention the bad review you got but i forgot yeah um so your husband's dental office got well, a bad we had a similar re- well yeah when when sarah said she got a one-star review, review i said oh ben got one too yeah and <laughs> i told her in private but i wish i had told the audience that night yeah um but you get to t- say it t- today what was the review it was a review that said this office he has a dental office that off not for white people <laughs> and that was the title of the review. There's nothing in the body, and it was one star. You know, um, I mean, I I feel like that's a compliment. We took it as a compliment. Yeah, because, and I feel like you should make a video about how, what a wonderful. Here, I don't know, but um, I mean, we, I, we were scratching our heads. Like, does that warrant a one star? I What what experience? And, and, you know, he tried to look her up, and he was like, I don't recognize this person at all. You know, I think, and that really makes, when people say we like to create BIPOC spaces to make Mm -hmm. BIPOC folks feel safe, Mm -hmm. usually 
white people feel uncomfortable or feel excluded. Yes. And, and that's, that's what not, that is. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was so fitting, like, because your one star reflects the fact that you have prioritized making BIPOC folks feel safe. And that should be something you, I want you to tell your husband that he should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, only I would say that. <laughs> I think he should feel good about it. But but I also wanted to ask you, because we were stressed leading up to the event. Yeah. And, um, and I think that the source was a lot from your husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when I first told him that we're doing this event that you know we got the venue and everything we're looking for av people and we're going to start selling tickets his questions immediately were and he's not a questioning person right so i had to do some digging like where is this coming from yeah um he is always very supportive of what i do but that support and interest doesn't ever come in the form of questions, but this time it did. And it was like, that is so how many surprising. podcast listeners do you have? Yeah. How many, um, you know, subscribers do you have? Instagram followers. Do you think the numbers back that up that you should do an event right now? And how much are you charging for tickets and what are they getting for it? And yeah. I think I was, um, I'm naturally the questioner. Yeah. And for me, I overcame all those questions to put trust in us and say, we can do this. And in my mind, that the the measure of success wasn't numbers at all. It mm. really was the connection and a few good people. I just wanted a few good people there. Yeah. And that was enough. And, and I think we really didn't think we were going to sell out. No. I think we were thinking um, if we hit like just 40s. Actually, uh-huh. actually, I remember us saying that to Sarah. Like, I think we're going to hit 35 to 40. That we were fine with that. Yeah. 30s. We were fine with that. Yeah. Because it would have been a more intimate setting. Yeah. We could have had tables there. Right. Um, yeah. I was, I was getting accustomed to that. But then mm-hmm. we sold out three or four days before the event. And that's unheard of, Jane. I mean, I know it was a small venue, but most shows sell out the day of, Uh especially local shows, which I am very accustomed to doing. Uh And I had so many people asking, like, I need more tickets. I'm like, (laughs) I I, I can't Don't give you more them. tickets. Yeah. I had to legit ask Sarah, like, do you think we could invite more people? She yeah. said no. I mean, we literally were standing room only. Yeah. We had to bring chairs. Oh, my chairs are still at Sarah's. <laughs> you have to get those chairs. Yeah, I have to get those today. Um, and you yeah. did not tell Ben we sold out until we... Until we did. Yeah. yeah. And what was his reaction? I want to hear this. He gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> and he said... I never doubted you guys. <laughs> he gave you a thumbs up. That's yeah. the worst. Mm. Does he, he know that's up. the worst? Does he know that Gen Z, this is a way to say, fuck you. <laughs> okay, I did not know that. Did you not know that? <laughs> no. This, this is when the kids are like, dad's like, take out the bar- garbage, okay? I got it, dad. Uh-huh. Thumbs up. Yeah. Like, it's not... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm still that like millennial geek that does like three thumbs up. When you get a thumbs up emoji, it means like die. Oh gosh. (laughs) And that's what he gave you. No, but um, do you think he felt apologetic? No, because he did not feel that his questioning was um, 
Did you was tell him though? Did you tell him though? You never asked me questions. This is a f- I did tell him. Yeah. And what did he think about that? So, so the way he explained it was, I'm. So at that time, he said, "I'm sorry," not not. <laughs> Not, you know, weeks later when we actually sold out, but because I said, hey, like, I just want to know where this questioning is coming from because Mm. you never question my stuff. Yeah. And and so he said. Never. Really never. Rarely. Mm. Rarely. I mean, he's always like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he said, um, he apologized. He's like, you know, I don't really, I don't know that world and, but I'm really interested. And I think that was just my way of expressing interest. Yeah. He was genuinely curious. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, so I took that to be, you know, I let that go after that point. And Mm. it's, you know, I like to. You know, make fun jabs. And it's true. And you, say, oh, you yeah, typically, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never let that go, truly, will we? But, um, <laughs> well, it's true. Typically, you don't do live shows. Right. And so, actually, when you said that Ben said that, and uh-huh. I, I, and Ben's a dentist, you know, yeah. like, He's a doctor. Well, I questioned he a doctor? him a lot. He's a dentist or doctor. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I questioned him a lot when he wanted to have his own practice. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And he didn't and he did not appreciate that. Oh, so this is karma. He did not appreciate that. <laughs> so this is karma. But you maybe. really? I Why? But he went to school for dentistry. Oh sure, but but having the business and running right. it entirely yeah, on your own it's a lot is more. so different. And we were moving across the country to do it. <sighs> the so, reality. Yeah, Ellen, and I had to leave my job, my stable job uh, to do that because yeah, mm. I said, there's no way I'm moving to another state where wow. I have zero village people to help me. And how are we going to raise two kids when you're all in with the Actually, business? Actually, Jane, that really, uh, that reminds me, because I think you and I were having a conversation at one time, and I don't know how it came up, but I, I do remember it sticking with me. Ah, like, I wish that I had stayed a bit longer when you were at the top of your game in what you do. I think that. Do you think that a oh, lot? absolutely. I do. But I how think, did you decide? Because that does seem like a yeah. huge sacrifice, especially when you seem to have had the doubts you had. I was at the height of stress um, because our daughter, Ruby, had a number of health issues and my job was very stressful. It was in corporate communications and mm-hmm. healthcare. It was for a hospital system. You and- walked away from an Emmy nominated journalism. Oh, so that was yeah, that so that was before. But no, no, I, I no, mean, but I walked, so that's, walked that's away what from you, news yeah. because because that's we had your two background. babies, a two-year-old yeah. and a newborn, and and um my week my week was just crazy. It yeah. was um, but but like you said, you you were at the height of your career. You you had established yourself to a point where the Emmys recognized yeah. you, and then and then you your husband wants to open a practice, uh-huh. which opens up a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, did that raise tension in your marriage? It has you know, to. Have. At that time, no. I think at truly, that time, I, no. I was in survival mode, mm. and so I had let go of you know it, it's stuff that I I didn't really go back to think about um because I think I just needed I, I needed something to give yeah and um but I do distinctly remember while I was in the process of making that decision um nobody told me <laughs> nobody told me that I would have to give up 
my stuff. All I grew up hearing was I could do whatever I want because I have the mm. opportunity and education here. Yeah. So uh, that was that was hard to bear. The decision itself, no, because I need to, you know, be there for my kids. Yeah. That wasn't hard. Right. But, you know. You gave up a lot. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think I would trade this for for that, you know? It's, I do feel that everything worked out in the best way do possible. You, if but, you could do it again, would you have wanted to stay longer and then transitioned into this role? I think if role? I could do it again, then absolutely. Yeah. I think if I had um, some family there, and I had a more viable support system, to, I would have stayed longer. To achieve what? To I would have wanted to become anchor at my station and mm. have a little bit more leverage um, to possibly make it back to California. And that was the goal initially when I first started out was I want to go and go to my hometown station. Mm. Um, but life happened and then it seemed farther and farther out of reach. Yeah. And I'm and I said I can't keep working weekends and nights. Yeah. I know I'm reporting. I know like this was my dream, but I can't keep doing that. Yeah, those hours. And then also um I raising that. kids and being terrified that I don't have anybody that I know very well here, so I have to rely on the daycare system. I have to rely on babysitters that I find on care.com, um being away from home for such long hours and just the not you took, knowing that you took my kids such are a okay. leap. It was a leap for yeah. your husband. He should be kissing your feet every <laughs> single day. Ben, do you hear me? <laughs> this is going to be a tough episode for him to watch. Or <laughs> it's okay, Ben. Korean barbecue at my house. I'll pour you the drinks. <laughs> no, um, this is why you inspire me. This is, uh, you know, for me, it was the opposite. Like, I actually heard a lot. When I was photographing high school mm-hmm. seniors, I had my own business. Yeah. It was always the moms that came to yeah. the shoots. And I found out these women that came to watch their children um, get their high school senior photos. And they're they're freaking out because mm-hmm. they're going to be empty nesters. And I was like, oh, well, you know, tell me a little bit about you. And I would get to talk to these moms. These moms were lawyers. These yeah. moms were doctors. These moms yeah. had full-on career. I gave it all up. I know. And then I was like. Oh my God. I know. I don't know if it's the, the life stage that we're in where our kids are elementary younger, yeah. but the majority of moms I meet, they all had, they lived a whole life before yes. I met them and knew them. They give right? up so much. Yeah, they're, they're it's incredible. Im- it's, and, uh, but you inspire me. <laughs> I mean, um, I, and you're my 동생. Uh-huh. I'm like almost a decade older than you. No you're like you're, two years older than no, me. No, no. Oh, what are you? Yeah, I'm 85. Oh. <laughs> I feel so much old. I, I look at me, I'm like, oh, that nulgotta. I look at you, you're vitality. <laughs> you're, you were born in 85, I'm yes. born in 81. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I keep telling everybody, I'm a decade older than Jane. Oh my God, it's just a couple years. Yeah, okay. Couple years. But no, um, you're my tongsang, and typically, you know, I'm the only, but like, you teach me so much. And I I know that you say Ellen when when yeah. you see me in real life you'll all the rose colored glasses will mm-hmm. shatter and it has not. But I look at you and you are my steady like when I say I'm running late I'm so sorry because that that's like the bar that I hold to myself. Yeah, and you're like don't stress. Yeah, don't stress. I knew and you were I stressing. I need to hear that. I need to hear that because 
And when yeah. Ben was stressing you out, I said, Namamido, <laughs> just believe me, I will handle this. And I, the stress that I felt was like, I don't want to let Jane down. Yeah. I mean, I also wanted to do a good show for mm-hmm. the people, but I was like, I promise Jane, I will, I, I know she stresses a lot. Yeah. You know, the thing I know about you is you, you carry a lot of stress for your family. And I always want to make sure that this show and what we do doesn't add to that. Mm-hmm. I always want to make sure that, so I want to be on knee. Yeah. But, um, I'm so thankful for I that. I love you. Okay. <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>